0: Yeah. Can you just imagine how grumpy Simone's going to be when she's old? (laughs) She's going to be such a bitch. I'm so excited
1: for it. She's going to be like, I want heating pads everywhere. Yeah,
0: she's like, how come we don't live in a giant heating pad, you fucking bitch? And I'm like, I'm sorry, Simone. (laughs) I'm
1: sorry. (laughs) It's hilarious. Uh, Okay, well, let's get started. Let's get
0: started. Hello, everybody.
1: Welcome to your
0: favorite podcast, Anyways, How's Your Sex Life? We are your slutty hosts. I'm Channa.
1: And I'm Corey. And welcome,
0: everybody. Episode, what is this, 83, 84, 82?
1: This is 82?
0: 82. (laughs) If it's not 82. Because we
1: already did, we did 82, but then the audio was messed up again. So
0: So welcome to episode 82, 82. everybody. Um, Today we're spicing it up a little bit because usually today was supposed to be my segment and we recorded my segment last week, um, but the audio got super messed up, which is hilarious and annoying because this is the third episode in a row where the audio for my for my episode got messed up so anyways i just cannot possibly re-record the episode so we're gonna record Corey's segment today and then next week will be my segment that i was supposed to do this week but instead it'll be next week so we're just swapping up the order sorry but not sorry i moved and i'm tired mine's
1: about yeah mine's about halloween myths so it's fun it's like it it could fit because we're halfway
0: to halloween Already, and I haven't done anything. Wow! But it's mine. You haven't nothing? No, I just moved.
1: Oh, I guess you just been moving. I watched so yeah. Why? I
0: watched all of Halloween Wars, like the newest season this yes. week, and then I also watched yes. like the Great Pumpkin War on on Food Network too. So that that's Fuck. like the extent yes. of my Halloween activities for right now.
1: I need to like maybe I'll you know sort of follow that tonight and lock that down and then probably watch all of it till like 3 a.m. tonight. That's probably what I'll do.
0: Yes, you should
1: that's that's my that's the future of my life it was like the most cool.
0: perfect um like unpacking boxes show to watch because i was just unpacking boxes like and that's like the type of show where you don't have to fully pay attention pay attention so it was like the most beautiful unpacking day having halloween wars in the background yeah i was like thank you but yeah
1: yeah you can just like chime in every like once every five minutes and be like oh cool, exactly
0: but yeah happy halloween everybody happy halloween yeah
1: happy halloween um, yeah, so let's just, like, jump into... Is it my... It's my segment first, yeah, because then I'll go to my main segment. Oh, yes. Um, fact. So, for y'all, for this season, this, this is good because I... This is both, like, all... Both of my segments are Halloween-related, so this is good that it's coming out yes. now. Yes. Um, so, I have... Um, my, my like, faggot fact today is about queer horror films to watch this Halloween season. Ooh! So, we always talk about films, and I will quickly list off some of the ones that we talk about. Um, but I'm going to go into some that we don't usually talk about or i have maybe just mentioned once or twice over the past couple years. Yes, Daddy. So, um, first I'm going to go over some classic ones, and then I'm going to go over some newish ones, as in, like, in the last decade. And then I'm going to do, like, one last little wild card one. So, the first, uh, first few are classic ones. Uh, this is The Bride of Frankenstein. So this is 1935. Um it is a just like it basically The Bride of Frankenstein is the sequel to Frankenstein. Um it's black and white film. It is an, it's just an iconic film that has like these direct challenges of gender like the nuclear family and just like it has a low key depiction of sexual like a gay relationship. Ooh. Not a sexual gay relationship, but just like a gay relationship between Frankenstein and somebody else. <laughs> and it has this like super big under this super big like undertone of social outcasts supporting and helping each other, which is a very big part of or should be a big part and focus of the queer community is just like us helping one another because we're outcast to a point by like the norms of society. Yeah, fuck normies. Um yeah, there's like a ton of stuff where like like it just it super goes and challenges gender and challenges like who should marry who. It, it, it's really interesting. You should watch it. There's a ton of subtext in this yes. film. Next is Dracula's Daughter, Ooh. which came out in 1936. Um this picks up hours after the ending of Dracula, like the original like with Bela Lugosi, like the 1930s one. Um and basically it's about lesbian vampires.
0: <laughs> oh yes, Daddy. You mean my oh, my oh, Pornhub yeah. search every day?
1: Oh right. Like seriously, like every day in October. So our next one on the list is titled The Old Dark House. Ooh. Fun fact. Um my my faggot fact for the last episode that will now be the next episode. Um, is on the director of the, all three of these films, who is an open, who was an open homosexual in in early Hollywood. He's gay. Like he was 100 percent open, like and lived with a producer, and they had a house in Hollywood Hills, and they just like lived their lives, and nobody really. That's cared. so
0: wild that he did that. That's so fucking awesome. Yeah. and it's just surprising to me that, me that awesome? like not that many other people did it, because he was just like, I'm gonna fucking do it, and he did, and he still went on to be you know one of the greatest directors no, at that time. Him-
1: yeah, he himself and others were just like, hey, like the only thing like no nothing really stopped if anything stopped his career, it was more the fact that he wasn't born in money mm. and that he was poor growing up rather than being homosexual. Like nobody really cared.
0: Interesting.
1: I would say that might have an effect on his later um but we'll get into that. We'll get into that next Ooh, time. We I'm excited. Yeah, the director's name is James Whale, so he directs the Bride of he directed uh, Frankenstein, The Bride of Frankenstein. Uh, he might have directed Dracula's Daughter. I can't he remember did. off the top of my head. I think he did, but I can't remember. But then, for sure, he did The Old Dark House. Actually, I don't think he did Dracula's Daughter. I thought he. But he did The Old Dark House. We
0: talked about it though last week. Maybe we just referenced it.
1: Oh, maybe I referenced it. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, so The Old Dark House um is just a classic haunted house tale. It's full of queer subtext. Uh, There's a lot of camp and there's a lot of gender bending in it. Um, Like there's even a woman who plays an old man and stuff like that. And literally the house or like the family that owns the house mansion where these people are in during like the whole movie is called The House of Femme. Oh, yes. <laughs> F-E-M-M. So it literally is we like... Get it. Like it is, it's super <laughs> queer subtext. He's like, hey, everybody, um, we ha- this is
0: fucking gay.
1: <laughs> He's like, no, seriously. So like The Bride of Frankenstein is more like total subtext. Dracula's Daughter, it's a little bit heavier and you can tell. And then the old dark house, there's a lot of camp, and you, there's other things you could tell. But the Bride of Frankenstein is more just like you have to look into the themes that are going on to really see mm, what's going on. Yeah. But it's not like it's not like there's femme people running around in camp. But Dracula's daughter in the old dark house has are that. Are gay? Um, they gay. So then we have the last classic one is a 1942 film uh, titled Cat People. <gasps> um, it's just super lesbian, yes! super queer. Yeah. It is basically, like, the proto-modern horror film, in my my view. And that's because it sort of is the first time where it really builds up this tension. Uh, like, this tension is built up between the anticipation of you watching a victim and having, like, a antagonist or some villainous entity following them um, and so you're like oh my gosh what's gonna happen oh my gosh we hear this thing happening oh my gosh this it's basically this woman is walking alone at night right at the beginning and we hear these sounds and she starts to get scared and then she starts to walk quickly and then the sounds get louder and closer and then she starts to run and it's like really the first time that this buildup happened because mostly when we those like the Frankenstein and the Dracula that we we're talking about, it was just mostly at that time scary to just see the monster and for them to be yeah. there. And there of course is tension of like, Oh my God, like when is, what is Dracula going to do with this person? Oh my gosh. But it was more just focused on the monster versus like, we focus on the heroine or we focus on the protagonist yeah. and watch their struggle or their, their fright or their terror. Yeah, Watch the fear. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. So yeah. we feed off of their fear. It also,
0: yeah. Ooh, that's cool.
1: Yeah, it's really cool, and, and and I might I might talk about that a little bit next time as well. Um, so let's get to the new ones. Yep. So I'm gonna just mention three that we've talked about a lot. Uh, Knife plus heart. <gasps> oh. We had that was our m- one movie of the one month like a few months it was ago. so good. Um, in June. Oh, it was so um, good. The Babadook is a big one Classic. as well. Classic. Uh, the Babadook is a gay icon. Yeah, duh. As of two years ago. Yes.
0: <laughs> fucking gays Um
1: and then and then the haunting, which we will talk about, the nineteen sixty three, which we will talk about later. Oh
0: yeah. There's some major lesbian vibes in the haunting. It is like oh, yeah. two hundred thousand percent lesbian action. It's explicit. Oh yeah. I would
1: say it's not even subtext. It's it's explicit. Oh yeah, you're like it's waiting there.
0: for them to fuck like every scene. So Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. I fucking love that movie. <laughs> Yay! Oh, now I re- wanna rewatch um, the haunting.
1: <laughs> I know, yeah, that's really good. Um, then we have Jennifer's Body, which was oh, going fine. to be one of the movie of the month, months, but didn't win. This is just like, y'all, like it's a super 100% underrated 2009 film starring Megan Fox. Like, go watch it.
0: Yes, bitch.
1: Literally, it's just basically like, it's like if one of the plastics uh, was sacrificed during, was sacrificed and got possessed by a demon. And then started using her sexuality to lure men to their deaths. Yes. Literally, that's it. That's the that's the like premise of the film. I
0: hope a demon takes over my my body so I can lure men to their deaths because that sounds like my yeah. exact fucking kink. Because that just sounds yeah. so powerful, <laughs> so feminist.
1: Like like in the top like if there was a top 5 queer horror films of all time. It should be in that top five period. You should watch this film. It's super good. It's super, it's really good. It's, it's like, and, and she, what's her name? Megan Fox is really good in it. And since it's Halloween, Um, everybody,
0: you should watch all of these movies that Corey's talking about.
1: Right. They're not hard to watch. Uh, Probably half of these are free somewhere. Tis the season. Um, right. Um, so the next two, really quick, I haven't seen these yet, but these are on my list to watch in the the next, you know, 15 Two girls, one cup. Um, One is called Spock. Two girls. It's it's like two girls, one cup, part one through one through fourteen. Yeah,
0: through sixty nine, <laughs> and then then we go through three girls, two cups, and then we go oh up gosh. to four gays, one dildo. One girl. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: so we have one called Spiral, which is on Shutter, and it has basically the log line for it is it is the Get Out but for gay men. Ooh so it's the Fine. get out of a gay men basically move to a small rural town and they're like wait what's going on it's basically get out but for gay men um then the next one is called bit bit this is on Tubi, b which is free you don't have to pay anything or even sign up the only thing is you watch commercials mm. like it's like it's real tv this is a teenage transgender girl moves to LA and then gets involved with a group of intersectional feminist vampires.
0: Um, okay.
1: <laughs>
0: Where has this movie been my entire life? Cuz that sounds fucking Right, it just amazing. came out.
1: No, it just came out this year. That
0: seems like the most like the greatest movie I've ever heard of in my entire life.
1: Right. So, I watched the the trailer for this to make sure I could recommend it. It looks good. It doesn't look great. It looks like a good indie horror film that didn't have a lot of like that didn't have a lot of funding, but they did the best they could with what they had. Oh, I'm so here it for it. It basically looks like if this was a straight-to-TV movie on the CW. Oh,
0: yes. This is everything so, I yeah. fucking love. <laughs> so right? I mean, I mean, so it looks word. like,
1: oh, like, especially because this is about a transgen- transgender person... Like I want to see this. Like they're like this is not in horror yet. I want to see this being treated as like a real life. You know, just like a normal yeah. thing. Like oh, she's transgender. Cool. Like let's move on. Like let's go. You know? Ooh, I'm, I'm, like, excited. I'm excited to see see that. Yeah, that's
0: gonna be my movie. I'm gonna watch um, tomorrow. It's on Tubi. I've never even heard of Tubi before.
1: So yeah, Tubi. It's an app that you can download on your on your TV or computer. Tubi. And you basically just watch. Um, you might have to make a login. I don't remember. Mm. But you there's, you'd never give your credit card info at all. You just basically watch movies, but then there's commercial books. That's
0: cool. Tubi. Yeah. Another yeah. streaming service. God damn it. <laughs> there's so many. Oh, my
1: God. There's so many. There's like – it's it's basically cable at this point. I would say in the past two or three years, it's just cable now. Yeah,
0: totally. especially how some are starting to do like – subscription packages where it's like get hulu and disney plus and espn plus or whatever Uh, they're like just for x amount a month i'm like that is what cable is (laughs) so and cool
1: and like uh like hulu now has a premium subscription which is basically just like buying like buying dish like just buying satellite. Oh planes.
0: yeah. Cause you can do the, <laughs> um, live TV Hulu for $60 a month or whatever.
1: Yeah. It's like, cool. Like we get, we know what you did there. Like you're just making us cable. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm getting close to maybe thinking to just start to buy, buy like Blu-ray again, mm. just like not pay, you know, yeah. just like maybe pay for like a couple streaming services and then just buy Blu-rays when I want to watch something. Cause it's just like, cool we're back to where we were see
0: what we should have done <laughs> as a friend group so many years ago is each of us we should have picked one person just to pay, pay for one for each subscription service yeah. the problem is now all of us have our own like shows and stuff on each of our own netflixes and hulus or whatever so it's too late to combine i guess you and i use the same um, hbo max login
1: yeah, I use HBO Max. I have Shudder if you want to watch yeah, horror I'll stuff. Yeah, I'll do
0: I'll use your Shudder. I have Hulu with no with yeah. no ads if you want that. We just got to share because oh, then I, it then it just it's I better. use
1: Chris's I use Chris's for that. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so let's go on to the the like last little wild card movie. Ooh. So this one is titled Witchboard. Daddy. So this is from 1986 and it is a very like 80s like almost B movie. <laughs> B horror movie that is basically about literally it's just this like demon on like on the surface is this story about this sort of like love triangle or like love triangle trio. I don't know what you want to say. And basically they like play with a Ouija board and then a demon haunts them. And it's this like trio, this love triangle dealing with the fact that a demon's trying to kill them. So, but like underneath this surface, it is like the surface. It's like, completely obvious that the two men are in love with each other because like in the film the two men are like college ex-college buddies that sort of had a falling out and they're like very competitive mm-hmm. and no the guy who is currently with the girl was with the the other guy and in, in college and literally though it's just so like they're supposed to be playing college rivals and this going on, like, oh, you're with my girlfriend now that used to be my girlfriend like 10 years ago when we were in college. Oh, and, God. And, but it just is like, their like shirts are off multiple <laughs> times. There's just like a lot of pauses between the them. The lingering looks. Like of them staring, just lingering <laughs> looks, staring into each other's eyes. It's just like, it's seriously, I swear there's like, they're literally, no exaggeration. There are two moments where it's like, what the fuck are they going to kiss? Ooh. Like, se- like seriously, you're just st- like looking, just watching this movie, like more interested in their like subtext, gay romantic relationship than the demon. Like really, you're just like, what the fuck? Like just kiss. That's
0: amazing. No homo. <laughs>
1: it's pretty good. I love it. Yeah, it- it's pretty good. Um, So the movie that still isn't like super great, but it's just very worth it to watch this movie that, is played very straightforward i think the director was gay uh, or it like like i think he died that's why i'm saying was Uh, like he he's gay when he made this film so like um yeah so there's that so yeah um so yeah those are my queer like horror films to watch this season yay
0: well happy halloweeny everybody go suck a dick or rub a clip and then um go watch a couple halloween movies
1: yeah I, we're doing them all at the same time yeah
0: just do some halloweeny and chill on hulu because yeah. that's the superior streaming service now
1: yeah huluween and chill hulu,
0: huluween and chill Hulu's like please stop talking about us we don't sponsor your stupid podcast we're like come on hulu you know they might maybe hey hulu you want to sponsor us <laughs> they're like no
1: yeah if we were like just give us 100 bucks they'd be like okay
0: yeah <laughs> we we mentioned you huluween yeah all right, well let's talk about my spooky scoop. Today we are talking about body farms.
1: Ooh. What the what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, we're gonna talk about a body farm. Give me one second. I need just...
1: Is it just like a lot of, a lot of like embryos just stacked on top of each other so we can use stem cells? Yeah,
0: this is actually every time you go get an abortion, they just throw yeah. the aborted fetus like into just a farm environment and they just huck, just yes. eat them into like a red barn, and um.
1: Yeah. And then
0: scientists come and they collect these aborted fetuses and then they do some science witchcraft and then they cure um, Trump of COVID. So that's that's body. I'm just kidding. That's not what body farms are. A body farm is a research facility where decomposition of human corpses can be studied in a variety of settings and environments. I'm going to take a drink. I'm going to take a drink. This is a fun one. I, oh, yes. I learned about this on TikTok. So once again. Thank you, TikTok. So yeah, a body farm is basically a research facility where they research how bodies decompose, um, and they study these bodies in like a variety of settings and environments. Um, some will decompose, you know, on the ground. Some in a car. Some inside water, in a cage, inside a room, covered by tweet by twigs and leaves, and shallow graves, etc. Just pretty much think of like any setting or environment that a body can decompose in, and they're pretty much studying it at these body farms. So the purpose of the body farm is to replicate multiple causes of death so they can research how the corpse reacts to it because then that will um, help, like, criminal investigators uh, figure out the cause of death, the time of death, all of that fun stuff.
1: So, like, what if, like, are they testing, like, if you are in, like, a bukkake orgy and you die, like... You know what? They, Are they testing that? They
0: could be. <laughs> right now, like, cut to some <laughs> scientists being like, why did I get this assignment? God damn it. I can't believe I went to, like, medical school for this. God damn they're, it. They're,
1: like, traumatized for the rest of their life. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> they're, like, at... they like,
1: never want to have sex they're again.
0: They're at uh, Black's Beach, <laughs> like, researching <laughs> the bukaki. Body Farms started in 1971 by a dude named William Bass. This started at the University of Tennessee in Knoxville, Tennessee. William Bass was interested in studying the decomposition of a human corpse from the time of death to the time of decay. Now, the purpose of his studies was to gain a better understanding of the whole decomposition process so he can get info like the exact cause of death and, more importantly, the exact time of death for the corpse. So that's why he started Body Farms, and the Body Farm research is particularly important for fields of law enforcement, specifically forensic science, because being able to determine the exact time of death is huge for criminal investigations, because then they can really figure out what the fuck happened, they can rule out suspects, they can do everything, like it could be a complete game changer for a case, so that's why Body Farms are so, so important. So there are multiple Body Farms across the U.S., there's one in University of Tennessee. There's one at the Western Carolina University. Um, There's one at Texas State University. And this is actually the biggest body farm. And it's 26 acres. And it's called Freeman Ranch. Um, There's one at Sam Houston State University. There's there's Colorado Mesa University, University of South Florida. Um, I think those are the main ones. I think there might be a few others, but I'm pretty sure those are just the main ones. Um, now, there are also farms all around the world, like in Australia and Canada and India and the UK, like kind of everywhere. There's body farms everywhere. Just think of that. Dead bodies everywhere. So body farms, sorry, I just hit my microphone. They mainly get their corpses from donors. And um, These donors can be terminally ill. Some maybe have had like a personal experience with a crime. And so they're going to donate their body to help the police and just science, you know, catch future murderers. Um, some consider it like a green burial, and others just want to give back to science. In the U.S., um, unknown and unclaimed bodies have been accepted for donation, although some people consider this unethical because technically no consent was given. Um, the person who died did not consent to being a body farm donor.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. But it does
0: happen in the U.S., which I don't know. Like I,
1: yeah.
0: I, I feel torn about this. Because there is no consent for the body. I don't know. How do you feel about it? Like, about a body farm getting one of the corpses from an unknown or unclaimed body. So, like, a Jane Doe situation. Like, some girl was murdered. No one claimed her. They don't know who she is. So, instead of just burying her. I think, like, her, you're
1: dead. You don't you, you don't care. Yeah.
0: I guess at that point, if I was dead, I and, like, let's say yeah. there was an afterlife, then I would be like, yeah, you know, I'm helping other people out. Especially in the situation, I guess, where it's, like, an un Known person Well yeah Cause usually it's' would so be like Hey Corey crime. Like
1: they're using your body For science And you didn't let them I'd be like Well first of all First of all I would Chicken nuggets but second of all If I didn't I'd be like I'm, I'm making Pokemon right now I don't care
0: <laughs> Yeah right You're like I made it to yeah. the celestial kingdom So I'm fucking making yeah. Pokemon right now
1: I'm making Pokemon so, right fuck now you right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, Body farms This is interesting So they accept Almost any donation Of a body except if a person was infected with HIV, hepatitis or an antibiotic resistant bacteria which i find mm. very fascinating that they deny people's like specifically with HIV i just don't understand why i just don't get it that i don't might, understand why. it might
1: affect like the rate it might affect the rate of decay
0: But isn't that something we should look into then? (laughs) Because, like, people... That's true, but maybe they don't have enough, like...
1: Maybe there's not enough funding to do that to, like, specifically be, like, okay, well, let's, like, you know, spend this $100,000 on this scenario for this person, but it will, you know, but in the end, it'll only, like, pertain... You know, it'll only be accurate for those who have HIV, which is, like, you know, 0.0-something percent of the population.
0: That's true. It's not, like, a large enough... Like likelihood of that situation, or it might be
1: too risky to infect others with HIV or whatever. You know, Mm. that's so interesting. Though I don't know how long I don't know how long HIV lasts in a body after it's dead. No idea.
0: That's true. Ooh, that could be a spooky scoop. How long like diseases last in a body after you die? Ooh, remember this in the future, channel. That's a good one. (laughs) God damn it! Remember, Um,
1: coronavirus is like yeah. It's like
0: forever. It's like jagging off right now. (laughs) I don't die.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um isn't like a, But that's that's a fun one. I didn't know there were like, you know, body farms. Oh
0: yeah, and we're not done yet. So, medical practitioners determine um which insects or what climate causes human bodies to decompose the quickest. Um they also look at the soil and the plant life surrounding the bodies because the breakdown of the proteins and bacteria from your body that goes into the soil can pinpoint an exact time of death and answers the question about climate at the scene of the death. So basically, like, as your body's decomposing, based off of the climate that, you know, was the environment when you died, that's going to determine the bacteria and the proteins that get released into the soil. So which is really weird to me and spooky. And then products of the decomposed body eventually seep into the soil leaving behind traces of the body which helps researchers determine the length of time the body was even in that area so which is wild to me so basically just by some bacteria and protein that your body like releases into the soil they can determine one how long your body was there two the exact time of death and three what the weather was like (laughs) when you died it's wild to me that your body's like that 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 they get that information just from like shit getting in soil fucking crazy to me so as i mentioned earlier one of the big purposes of body farms is to help like forensic science so we can get to the bottom of crimes and all of that fun stuff that we talk about on this podcast so body farms have been used to train and um, law enforcement from all over the u.s and all over the world um, to help them at a crime scene so they can figure out you know when the when this person most likely died what the climate was when they died um, what the environment, like everything, like they are working with actual law enforcement to help them get trained so they can start understanding more about a crime scene. And um, they can even help investigators know that if water was involved at some point during the decomposition pro- process, if clothing was on the body, if it was colder, if it was warmer, like they can help the investigators pretty much paint the entire scene um, for when this body Uh, Or when this person was killed, or when they died, and what the environment was like. And what's really cool is the FBI, like they send agents to these body farms to go through like an entire training, so they can learn all about the decomposition of bodies because it's you know a huge uh, point. It it can just
1: yeah, that's kind of cool, right?
0: Could you imagine like FBI agent? They're like, okay, you're off to the body farm today.
1: You're off to the body farm. Have Have fun. fun. So yeah, have fun.
0: <laughs> so even though that body farms are helping forensic science improve every single day, and they're pretty much changing the game for forensic science, people who live in the surrounding areas are against body farms because, one, they're fucking creepy. Two, they attract wildlife and insects that normally wouldn't be in that area. So it's like messing with Ooh. that area's like ecosystem. And then three, yeah. the smell, because people can smell the bodies decomposing. Which is fucking disgusting. And then the final one is some people can even see the bodies decomposing from their homes. Because these are just in like universities a lot of the time. Or just kind of in farm areas near the universities. And people live in these areas. So yeah. So there's a lot of people like in these towns or cities that oppose it. Just because they can literally watch the bodies decompose and smell it.
1: Ew. Girl move. But
0: (laughs) body farm, Like these body farms in response are pretty much like. Well, whatever. We're doing science stuff, so just deal with it. So they just like install really shitty fences. Whatever.
1: We're the government. We're doing whatever. (laughs)
0: Like 100%. So they just install like really shitty fences and like fans
1: (laughs) (laughs) to like that you can still see. Yeah, you can like
0: still see and like the fans like push the smell more into the people's direction. So yeah. So they pretty much (laughs) just tell everybody to get the fuck over it because they are helping science but that They're is like look
1: we tried
0: but that is a uh, body farms which i didn't even know existed
1: that, yeah that's interesting i mean that's something that you're like wow i never like yeah i never thought of that existing but that makes sense But it makes sense That it does. well especially like yeah yeah
0: because i've always talked about like cause of like time of death and things like that and i never really thought of like how did they know that and oh they know it because of body farms because yeah, it is somebody's cool. job to stare at a dead body as it decomposes and write notes like that's someone's job and <laughs> that's fucking dope That's, like, my dream job.
1: (laughs) That's also terrifying, that poor person.
0: (laughs) I know. Just imagine how haunted these body farms must be.
1: Right? Like, you must have some PTSD.
0: Right. Like, a little bit. And at some of these, you know, there's, like, dozens and dozens of bodies. Because some of them are smaller, so there's just, like, a couple handful of bodies. But I think this one in Canada has, like, 18 or 19 bodies at a time, like, decomposing. (laughs) Just so many fucking dead bodies everywhere. It's wild to me. Ew. I just want to go to one. But I also don't because, you know, it would be so fucking nasty. But I'm just so curious. Just the curiosity for me. I just love that more You know, like,
1: it sort of taps into the same feeling every time when you just, like, are watching some crime movie. And the the cops go up and just see the dead body and have to deal with it. And I'm like, oh, what would that be like to, like, you know, at least once a week. Go look at a dead body. At least. Just be like, show up to a crime where like, you know, somebody's brutally murdered somebody else and be like, oh, I have to clean up the body. Right.
0: I mean, you probably get desensitized, but I don't know. I watch a lot of crime shows, like on ID channel. Yeah. And every single like detective always talks about how there's always that one case that they'll remember forever because like the scene was so horrific. So I'm sure they get desensitized for like 90% of the cases, but there are a few of those like really brutal Violent ones that they'll remember forever. I mean, could you just imagine that? You, like, start your day. You're like, hello, I'm it's me, Chana. I'm, like, an investigator. And then you get a call and you walk into, like, a scene out of a horror movie. That would just be wild to have that as a job. That's crazy. Yeah, that'd,
1: be, that'd be crazy. I think, again, like... From the stuff that I've seen on the internet that you showed me and that I've seen.
0: (laughs) What are you talking about, Corey? We don't look at anything weird (laughs) on the internet. (laughs) What are you talking about?
1: I would say, like, I definitely... There is some level of desensitization going on. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it still haunts me.
0: Yeah, it's still, like... Because it's still, like, a person.
1: Yeah, exactly. When I was
0: young, that my dream job was, like, a criminal investigator, like, specifically for murder. That was, like, my fantasy. Like, I wanted to be that desperately but uh That's cool. But yeah, I decided it would probably be a little too much for who I am because I get so anxious and I'm already so afraid of the world. And I think if I had to look at like a brutal murder scene every day, I don't think I'd be able to make you just it. just
1: have Simone in the backpack. Yeah,
0: right. Simone's like, why am I saying this? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: She's just constantly hooked up to CBD. Yeah,
0: like she has a hundred. She's like a Xanax line, like she straight. She's a cute little kitty IV. Cute. Oh my God, Simone. She's like, don't you fucking That's dare, so you bitch. <laughs> Ghost toulouse is like she Jesus. like writes on a
1: notepad, yeah, right.
0: She's like interesting. <laughs> smells like we can use Simone. She could be my sidekick. This is a movie idea. Chana and Simone. That's so cute. murder investigators. <laughs> We're like the the worst investigative team ever. Simone just sits in them. She's like, a nook
1: But y'all are cute, so who cares? Yeah, right. <laughs> Everyone loves y'all, but y'all like suck.
0: <laughs> we don't solve any murder, like ever. You could like the murderer could be like, I did it. And I'd be like, did you though? Like, did you? <laughs> I don't believe Let me let me bring you onto my podcast. Let's talk y'all about it. Y'all get
1: all the credit for like your at your real your real partner.
0: Yeah. <laughs> He's like the fucking Channa and the fucking cat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It'd be hilarious.
0: Now I want this to do you a movie. Okay.
1: That's a good that's a good movie. <laughs> okay, so let's jump into my 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 supernatural Oh,
0: yes. Make a scared daddy. So mine
1: is like just total Halloween. I've always thought of like some way I could do this the past couple of years that we've done Halloween and now I was finally like, "Oh, this is a good great way to do it." So, I just like scoured the internet for 13 Halloween myths that we've all <gasps> sort of heard about and fun. I've sort of gone through and looked into them, and then used some other like articles that have gone into them, and just gathered information on like why they're myths Ooh, and what they are I'm and so excited. stuff like that. Yeah, it's really cool. So the first two are not fun. Oh.
0: <laughs> I'm like, I'm so excited. <laughs> so, You're like, yeah. So this is so this is not going to be fun.
1: <laughs> I know. I, I had these spread out at the at first, and I was like, no, let's just like walk, get them out like really quickly, and then move on because they're about killing animals. Oh. So. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, they're myths. These are myths. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, they're not, like... So, it's okay. But we are talking about killing cats and killing dogs. Yeah. So, those are the first two. Mm. Um, so, the first one is killing black cats yeah. on Halloween or around Halloween. And the fact that this is, like, usually it's satanic cults will go buy black cats from the... Or adopt them from uh, shelters and then kill them. So... Um, Basically, this whole thing of Satanists sacrificing black cats on Halloween uh became rights widespread in the 1980s and that's I'm, I'm going to come back to this multiple times but the late 1970s and then like all through the 1980s we all know as like the satanic panic. Yes. where you have Reagan and like Republicans taking over and then just being like hey like everything that's wrong with the world like gays and women wanting rights. That's because of Satan. And, <laughs> yeah, and D&D, it's because oh, of yeah. Satan. yeah. <laughs> And so, basically, this is when it, this springs out, is like, hey, Satanists are sacrificing, like, they'll take black cats, um, and they'll adopt them near Halloween, and then they will kill them Ugh. for, you know, for Satan, for some reason. Satan. I think Satan likes cats, but it's okay.
0: <laughs> so, I actually have a, an interesting tidbit about this, because um, yeah. I i am friends with people that are in, like, animal rescue groups and whatnot, because, you know, I'm vegan, yeah. but also because I donate to adoption centers, like, every day. Anyways, um, the majority of adoption centers and like rescues won't actually adopt out black cats or black dogs for the month of Halloween because yeah. of this myth. So it's like so wild to me that this myth, um, even though it was like really created during the satanic panic, like it, it has enough to it that it affects actual like rescues and adoption centers every single October. They just refuse. They will not adopt the majority of them. There are some that still do. But the majority of them don't like you cannot adopt a black animal the month of October.
1: Yeah, that was also that was also one of the points um, that I had is that m- most people don't do this. And even a really cool like interesting addition, but also like it's more sad. It's it's interesting, but it's super sad. Is that uh, rabbits, oh. um, specifically white rabbits and black rabbits, uh, they will not uh, lend those out during the month of October up until mid-November oh man so there's a good amount that they'll like sometimes people just won't do it on halloween or like the week before halloween but uh there are even in multiple animal shelters that the whole month of october and even till like halfway through november they will not let people buy dog uh, like black dogs black cats or or black and white rabbits
0: that's just so crazy to me that that yeah is a thing
1: so this was even so, like, this has been such a thing since the late 80s, mid 80s, um, and then 90s when this started super picking up, that even the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals has an official statement about this. And on their website it says, there is no reason to believe that these cats are at risk. While it is true that animals too often become the victims of holiday pranks and cruelty, there is no reason to believe that witches or Satanists are involved um, or that shelter shelters are their source of getting this. Mm. Um, I don't know why they put that up. That sounds like weird a weird thing to mask. I, I don't know yeah. it, it just sounds like it seems like a weird weird wording to not be like, you know, like why wouldn't they just put up like hey, everything's fine. This could be a possibility. so just like use, you know, each shelter should use their own discretion in what they want to do. You know, it's really weird. It's like, it almost is like conspiratorial. Yeah, it is. And I'm like,
0: oh, are they part of these groups? That's, um. It's like,
1: there's no such thing as the cult of the Black Sun. And it's like, what? Like, we didn't ask about that. They're like, yeah, but it
0: doesn't exist. Like. Just don't worry about it. Like, just stop, stop asking questions about it.
1: Like, just keep your shelters open. Don't worry about you're it. You're
0: crazy. I can't believe you're asking me questions about this. And so I have they're to like, this make it won't matter
1: in, like, 2023 anyways. Yeah. They're like, on October 31st. yeah Satan comes.
0: Yeah. I, I, we, like, look over. They're wearing tinfoil hats. We're like, what? What? <laughs> What? They're like, what? We're just like here. It's part of a Halloween prank. You're crazy. You're the one who's wearing a tinfoil hat.
1: Oh, my God. Now I hope that's real. I hope the per- the American Society for for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals is a satanic cult. Yeah,
0: we just cracked a fucking code. Right now, like someone's scrambling. Someone's like, oh, my God. These two like, amateurs. This is the
1: last podcast we released because we were going to die. Yeah,
0: because like the... Well, what, what's this organization called?
1: The... American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Okay,
0: that's way too long. Like the AMSCA, <laughs> I don't know if those are the abbreviations, but they are going to knock on our door in like five and a half seconds. Like a furry is going to knock on my door. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and just strangle and you just right there. And fucking strangle me
0: to death because we figured it out.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Um. So, the next one is National Kill a Pitbull Day. (gasps) No. This is sad. God, Um, Corey. This this is a bummer. Semi-recent. I know. But these are hoaxes. They're not real. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the first one, I'm sure maybe, like, something has happened. Yeah. In the past, you know, history of the world. Yeah. (laughs) Like, on Halloween night. Ugh. So... But this one seems like a pretty big hoax. So this is a fairly recent and started in 2012, and it began through emails that started circulating and eventually went viral, viral, claiming that on October 31st, there would be mobs that would go around and kill pit bulls because it's a national pit bull day. This basically, this email was like, hey, this is going to happen. So everybody who owns a pit bull, keep your pit bull locked in inside on on Halloween. Uh, This basically sort of happened as a like sort of out of hand prank or like reaction that t- that targeted this like Missouri politician who had basically what? wanted stricter pet ordinances so this so this this politician in Missouri was like running and being like uh, for like a local like city something or whatever and wanted like stricter pet ordinances especially against pitbulls so things got out of hand and people were like exaggerating against this person being like why would you make pitbulls like this and oh if this person gets you know elected things bad things are going to happen to pitbulls and mm. then it just escalated into this this like whole email thread
0: uh i really miss those email threads where they're like forward to ten people or like the the oh, witch yeah. is or going like, to kill you, you know, at night. I'm like, okay, forward, yeah, like forward. Our forward. Bloody
1: Mary is going to like give you a titty twister at 333. Exactly. 3 and
0: I would be like, I'm sorry, yeah. Kim, I'm forwarding this email to you <laughs> every fucking time. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, Kim's Kim. Like, God
1: damn it. I would like forward <laughs> it to like
0: Kim and my grandma I'm, like nonstop. I'd be like, sorry, grandma, you're <laughs> <laughs> fucked.
1: <laughs> mm. um, so yeah, those are. We're done with those. We're done with animal killings. Thanks. We're moving on. Thanks. <laughs> So we're going to we're going to start really. Let's just forget about those two, but we needed 13, okay.
0: <laughs> You're like, "Now I'll just forget everything we just said." Let's go back to the happy place of Simone being a police detective.
1: <laughs> yeah so, right. Oh my God. Detective Simone <laughs> with a kitty IV of Xanax. Yeah,
0: with Xanax, <laughs> nonstop going straight into her. And same, I also have a, a an IV of Xanax. Oh
1: yeah, y'all share an IV. <laughs>
0: Aww, <laughs> cute. It's a
1: split IV. That's that's so cute.
0: So cute. <laughs> now I'm disappointed, Simone. She's like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs>
1: She's like, fuck off. Um, so this one is is the classic, the razor blades and oh, other harmful yes. objects and candy. So this is the most classic Halloween myth where there's there's rumors that some local lunatic is putting razor <laughs> blades or nails or needles it's or me. whatever into candy and then sealing it back up. Oh, so classic. this legend is so wide- widespread that over in the past and currently there will be local hospitals hospitals or like, you know, clinics or police stations that will offer free X-raying of candy around Halloween. So this, this is a real thing. Um, so folklorist Rick Santino at Bowling Green State University has written extensively about Halloween and traces <gasps> the razor blade cool. scare back back to uh, night the late 1960s in New Jersey So um, there was a 1968 case in New Jersey uh, law that requires mandatory prison sentences for people caught sticking razor blades in apples. Um, I don't I couldn't find like the reasoning why this is but this was a real <laughs> thing that happened there was a scare. And since then, that's been like the most official like law about it, saying that maybe something had happened, but nobody could figure out why. That's so weird. Also, in nineteen, <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's that's like, like a that's a little vague.
0: That's a wild one. Like some dude was like going to like a Walmart and just like shoving razors and needles into like a Granny Smith apple. He's like, "Fuck you kids. <laughs> this is so wild.
1: No, no, seriously, yeah. So like it literally is just like there was a scare in the 1960s, so in in New Jersey about that happening. And so in 1968 they made a law about it. Wild. <laughs> wild. Um, in 1982, this one's a little bit more specific. Uh, a string of Chicago deaths were linked to cyanide-tainted Tylenol tablets. Oh yes, the Tylenol say that, murders. Say that five times. Yeah. So and this happened just a couple weeks before Halloween which created national wide panic about candy. Oh my God. Um, I was
0: going to do the Tylenol murders for my segment last week, but instead I did the Barbie and Ken killers. That is super fun. Maybe I'll do it for my next. I mean, you
1: can still do them. You just know, we just know that they exist now. I'm not going to talk about them that much.
0: That's true. That's super fun though. Oh cute. We are so connected.
1: Yeah. I actually, there's a couple more sentences that I won't say then because of that. Cool. Because it's semi-interesting. Ooh. Um, this just like yeah people freaked out like literally the nation freaked out about this no like no exaggeration in 1982 i mean
0: i would freak um, the fuck out if that happened right now <laughs> if we heard yeah, that no, tylenol is being tampered yeah. with i'd like go yeet my tylenol into the trash can right now so
1: yeah but this affected halloween and people freaked out um however um that is a real thing that happened and then there's at least a real law um, that happened in New Jersey in the 1960s. There's one final like big thing that we've mentioned before and everyone probably knows about because you listen to an obscure true crime and supernatural podcast um, is the uh, Chana has talked about this before. Oh, and yes. It is the poisoned candy that happened in 1970. Oh,
0: yes. I did a whole segment on this last Halloween.
1: Yeah. This is when the boy poisoned his father yes. on Halloween to claim the insurance money. And he's known as the Candyman or the man who killed Halloween. Oh my
0: God! I totally forgot that I did that segment. <laughs> Flashback Friday, <Yeah. laughs> fun. So that was a good one.
1: Whoever doesn't know, sorry. What'd you say? That was a
0: fun segment. That was a good one.
1: Yeah, it's a good one. I, instantly, when I started reading this, I was like, "Oh no, Chan, I did this. I know." So I'm just gonna go over it and like like spend like the next 20 seconds talking about it. So Timothy O'Brien, uh, Timothy O'Brien's father who was not a stranger, put cyanide in the eight-year-old's pixie sticks. He had some like these large ass pixie sticks that he gave to him and his friends um, and put cyanide specifically in his uh, son's pixie stick. For the insurance Um, money,
0: that piece of shit.
1: Yeah. Just so he could claim the insurance money from his kid's death. And he was then executed for the crime in 1984. So just 10 years after he killed his son for money. Um, so people, they just, people believe that it's these three, these are like the three only like, you know, hard evidences that we could get of why this probably exists as a myth. Um, next is, uh, this is both four and five at the same time. And this is that Halloween is inherently satanic in Mm. nature or slash origin. And the fact that Halloween is inherently American, uh, from the United States, Ah. both of those are incorrect. So when you look at the history of Halloween, you'll understand that it is best understood as a product of the 18th century folklore traditions of Scotland and Ireland that s- stem from the Celtic and Gaelic traditions of Samhain. Oh, my God. We talked um, about this last
0: year. I'm like getting so yeah, many so flashbacks right I now. I talked about
1: this last year in my Supernatural thing that you can go look at. I'm just going over this like in a few sentences. So basically, what we know of Halloween today comes from Scotland and Ireland and their folklore traditions that stem even further back into Celtic and Gaelic traditions of Samhain Festival, which marks the end of the harvest season and the beginning of winter or the darker half of the year. So Halloween's strongest roots actually sprout from like modern day Halloween roots sprout from Catholic traditions. And which is like, you know, the opposite of Satanism. Yeah. And the name Halloween is actually derived from All Hallows Eve, which is the evening before All Saints Day on the 1st of November. So when Ireland was converted to Christianity, some traditions of Samhain were basically taken from the Gaelic Celtic traditions and then turned into the All All Hallows Day. This was even so big, like if you go back to my episode, I talk about one of the biggest things is that as a people or as a village or as a, I don't know, just like a family, if you couldn't get together with a big group of people, you would light a huge bonfire that then you you would then celebrate around on All Hallows' Eve and then you would take it home and use it to light your hearth that you would, you know, Aww. at least like you would either literally or metaphorically keep lit for the entirety of the winter because usually you're probably you know, locked up in your house and just trying to survive. Oh. Um, So they sort of had this celebration as like, hey, let's all like, you know, give thanks for what happened this year and love one another and just take this home and protect our, you know, so that we can, you know, physically and spiritually, metaphorically protect ourselves and one another during the winter so that we'll make it through. Oh, my
0: God, Corey. Um, you just perfectly explained how you and I handled the wintertime on Halloween no, is our though. big <laughs> last hurrah. And then the next no, day, we're like, OK, yeah. bye for the next like yeah, three like, months. OK,
1: bye. We're going to all check on each other's hearths, like, for Friendsgiving (laughs) and then really bye. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Like, we'll, like, visit each other for Friendsgiving and then we're going to go all survive mentally for the next two, three months. Bye. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. So we're keeping traditions alive. We're keeping it old school. (laughs) So... I love exactly. it.
1: Exactly. Like we didn't even know, but we had the spirit of S- Sawin in our bones the entirety of Oh, the
0: and just like last year, every time we say Sawin for whatever reason I, c- I keep on thinking of the Prince's Bride and they say marriage. I'm like Sawin. Sawin is the reason we're together <laughs> today.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's like multiple ways to pronounce it. It looks like you're saying Sam Um but it's Sawin. Or some, some other iteration that's sort of close to that. Sorry, Whatever.
0: sorry, my sheet just fell. So now I'm I'm holding up the sheet so I can stare at my computer. Like a little hole through my sheet to look at my computer. I love this like very weird recording setup I have right now. It's so strange. I wish you were here, Cory, because you would just die if you saw
1: <laughs> Smells like what the fuck. Yeah,
0: I'm literally just <laughs> hiding under a sheet with a microphone. I'm <laughs> like, this is what I'm doing right now. It's fine. Everything's fine.
1: Other than, like, also lighting bonfires when the Christians took this, um, they would also uh, hand out, make these, like, little cakes that they would hand out to the poor and the hungry that were ushered along to come and, like, go from house to house on this day. And they would make these little cakes for them called soul cakes. Aww. That they would just, you know... And this is, like, that's the origins of trick-or-treating. Cute. Um, looking further into the facts, people stopped practicing sawin long before Satanism was even a thing (laughs) and as it became like a really big product um, in the 1960s when some dude started the Church of Satan before the other one that Jordan's a part of oh yeah Um, so the one that Jordan's a part of is more modern in the past like 15 years yeah Yeah. Um, but there's another one that the one the big one like the OG one that started in like the 60s or 70s yeah Um, and like even before that there's other satanic cults but like saw is pa- like pagan it's before christianity was even a fucking thing yeah so fuck so, you christianity like, like, yeah so <laughs> fuck you christianity get, get a hold of yourself so
0: once again fuck you christianity <laughs>
1: <laughs> once again creating problems for everybody else is to to not have fun like, you
0: fucking bitch make
1: your yeah <laughs> just to make yourself more important
0: yeah <laughs> god damn it we're just trying to have fun and get spooky <laughs> damn it um before we so go on hibernation this... for oh, three sorry. months <laughs> so fuck you christianity
1: right we're just trying to have a good time yeah just let us have a good time they had to like even take that from us uh, um, wow story of our lives that's true um so the next one is a number six it's a fake terrorist attack
0: oh whoa <laughs>
1: never... so we all know what happened on 9-11 <laughs>
0: <laughs> why do we both laugh and... at that why was our... Why ex- <laughs> would both of us... Because our reactions. Us
1: uncomfortable.
0: So, like, you know about 9-11, right? With, like... <laughs> Laugh, <laughs> FBI guys. Like we're like, both
1: at school. Yeah, and right. Like the teachers, just like so. Nine eleven, <laughs> and then we just both snicker. <laughs>
0: yeah, you know our FBI guys are just so fucking over us. They're like, please, can you just stop? Give me a break. I need to write. I need to do more. Do more paperwork because you're laughing about nine eleven now. <laughs> God damn it.
1: <laughs> so this one was a viral email that happened on in October. So just a month after nine eleven. Um, that involved a letter from a woman who claimed that her boyfriend is from Afghanistan Aww. and that he had left the country before the 9-11 attacks. He then warned he, so this girlfriend in the, so in the, sorry, this is a little like convoluted, just a teeny bit. So the email is basically forwarded to you from a friend or specifically from this woman who claims that her boyfriend who is from Afghanistan, had left before the 9-11 attacks and then had sent her uh, an email or sent her a message saying that there is going to be another attack on any airports, airplanes, malls or big locations on the night of Halloween. And so it was basically, like, the forward of this girl saying, like, don't go to any public places. Don't go out trick-or-treating. Like, don't go to malls or anything like that because there's going to be another terrorist attack on Halloween night. Jeez. That's a really
0: serious uh, claim for, like, an email chain.
1: Okay. Yeah, um, so I don't know if, if anybody I knew ever got this email chain, but I remember there being talk about this. I was old enough to, like, like people, like, one, everyone's like, ooh, shoot. Like, I, I, I went out on Halloween night, and I remember that was, like, the first, like, cognizant moment of me as a kid being like, oh, this changed things. Mm,
0: that's like, wild. oh,
1: there's half the amount, like, half the people that – decorated for halloween decorated that year and they're like you know even like a third of the people that usually are out were out yeah like nobody did halloween that year and i remember being like oh this like really changed things
0: yeah i don't remember so, halloween remember. that year like at all <laughs> but i was really really young but i remember 9-11 like yesterday i just don't remember halloween it's very possible i didn't yeah. go out because um i mean a lot of people didn't that year
1: true yeah i i, I definitely did go out and then I was like, oh, this is really sad. And then I think I went home. I was like, cool, that was that was shitty.
0: You're like, man, what's next? Are airports going like, to be thanks, shitty Bush. now? <laughs> yeah. Thanks, America, for doing this to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot for ruining airports and trigger treating. Fucking th- goddamn right. it. And you know, you. many people's lives. So thanks. Um,
1: so number seven is a psychic predicts a mass murder on halloween oh my
0: god these are getting like darker and darker
1: yeah this is crazy yeah i'm like so we're gonna get out like we're killing animals oh now there's mass murder
0: yeah so now we're talking about (laughs) terrorist attacks and mass murders i'm like is this a spooky scoop (laughs) this is wild (laughs) um
1: so this one involves a famous psychic making a tv prediction so this is a myth it's like an urban legend so this one usually involves a famous psychic that's making a tv prediction about a mass murder that will take place on a, particularly an unspecified college campus or Ooh. the local college campus ah, on Halloween night. That's scary. So that's, this that's scary. started, so folklorists sort of pinpointed that it started in the 1960s. Sorry to, like, talk over. you didn't mean to. Um, and was really, really big until about 9-11, like mm. until literally the 2000s. Um, The TV show in question varied as did the psychic who allegedly made the predictions, as as did the college campus in question. In each case, in all the cases, the rumor was totally wrong and there were no campus massacres on Halloween. You can see how this could easily develop because it's like, this is a big thing that, you know, One, college kids want to make up stuff and pass things around just because it's interesting or spooky and something interesting, you know, fun to talk about. Yeah. And college campuses have a lot lot of people, you know, together. So why not?
0: And a lot of Halloween rangers. And they're wild. So I totally understand how this rumor got started. That's scary, though. That would have freaked me out if I was, like, a kid. Especially in the 70s after, like, what Bundy did to the sorority girls. I would be really freaked out if I heard this rumor at that time. Yeah,
1: like, if you're in the 70s and you're not, like, I would assume on a general level, the population is going to be a little bit more, quote-unquote, like, gullible to something like that. yeah
0: totally because the
1: not people aren't just going to make up that shit yeah. you know as much you, or like whereas now like at you know 9 years old I could like you know type in like furry porn yeah. and watch <laughs> furry porn at 9
0: Oh how <laughs> like, we're just so different Like if I saw
1: furry porn at 9 and then like 10 years later somebody's like there's going to be a massacre I'm like what? I'm like, <laughs> like well, I don't even care. <laughs> I'm
0: like let's let's look it up on Twitter if there's going to be one. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm like my soul was massacred at 9 when I watched furry When porn. I
0: watched furry porn <laughs> instead of going to um fucking my my space i actually went to furry furry porn space
1: <laughs> yeah um, nothing against furry porn but like if you're nine and that's what you're seeing that's probably not the best for your sexual development you're like
0: trying to say. look up like clifford the big red dog episodes at nine <laughs> oh, years old no! and you go like
1: clifford the big red dog Yeah,
0: Cl- <laughs>
1: <laughs> you accidentally put in an n <laughs>
0: that some person listening to this podcast right now is like how did they know that's exactly my first porn experience so so yeah so instead of Clifford the red bit the big red dog Clifford the red big dong (laughs) <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> well now i'm curious <laughs> Now I want <laughs> my curiosity is peaked now i'm like where's my phone i need to look up clifford the big red dog porn All there is so
1: there is so porn of <laughs> clifford the big red dong oh like, yeah oh my goodness
0: oh yeah and then you know like bear in the bl- the big blue house like there's definitely porn yeah. about that too <laughs>
1: oh my gosh totally <laughs> uh okay So next one is, this is fact eight, or fact. (laughs) It's not a fact.
0: Opposite of fact eight myth.
1: (laughs) I'm like, oh, by the way, all these are real. (laughs) Halfway through, just totally changed that. (laughs) Um, So this one is about LSD and Halloween. Ooh, fun. there are two separate parts to this. Um, The first one is that starting in the 1970s, rumors began spreading that people were handing out temporary tattoos to people, but that these temporary tattoos were laced with LSD. Oh
0: God, no one's going to do that. It's too expensive. (laughs) I'm not going to give up my LSD to someone.
1: Oh my gosh. It's so involved. I know. Who has the time? Who has the time? (laughs) Nobody does. No one,
0: no one does. (laughs) And no one wants to, if I, if, if I conveniently have fake tattoos that are LSD somehow, I will not just give that out to random people. <laughs> I will put that on my own arm. You can fuck off. You can yeah, find your own LSD like, tattoo.
1: Um, the weirdly though, these tattoos always sort of had there were like four or five specific ones. And there was always like that they were giving out uh temporary tattoos of a blue star, a mm. uh, Bart Simpson, a oh. uh, Superman, and Mickey Mouse. Those were the four main ones that would be a part of this like rumor. Um so part two of this is that in the early 1980s, reports began to circulate of individuals that were handing out children's stickers on Halloween that were laced with LSD. Have fun, you so Yeah, right? Oh, my God. That would be, like, Could
0: you I imagine mean, because we've like, been we
1: through it, I think if I realized it, I'd be like, okay, like, I guess I'm just... Like I guess this is happening, so I'm gonna deal with it. But you
0: wouldn't realize it if you were like eight or nine. You have like no well, understanding of drugs yet, or like the altered. Well, even state. if
1: you've never done, if you've never done, like acid, like imagine if that happened to you. You would be like, what, you'd be like, I'm sick. Like, oh, what's yeah. going I'd be on? Like, I need to go like, to the I'd hospital. I'd be like, I'm losing it. I'm yeah, gonna die. I'd be like, oh my yeah. gosh, did you, did I just? Am I one of those like? one in a billion cases where I just that person just snaps and loses it you know I would just be like what that
0: would be wild (laughs) if you accidentally if if you were on acid at eight years old oh man what a bad trip that would have been for me the
1: most terrible thing ever
0: I would have been like the church isn't true
1: (laughs) that would be baptism's a lie that's so sad that'd be so sad Um, So a University of Utah folklore professor.
0: Oh, hi, Utah. Hey,
1: shout out to Utah. Hey. Um, uh, Jan Harold Brunvard traced the confusion back to police uh, alerts in 1980s that were basically this is when blotter acid sheets became a thing. Mm. Um, So this is if people who don't know about this, this is basically like when you print out acid or like when you when people deal acid, they usually get these blotter sheets, which are basically like a sheet of paper that is created specifically that it's like cut into these little squares. Um, but they usually have some sort of picture on them. Uh, so yes. There's like a bicycle because the inventor, um, Alfred of Hoffman, acid, yeah, Albert Al- Al- Ho- Al- Albert Hoffman. Hoffman, right? Yeah, Albert Hoffman. Yeah, he was in his lab trying to you know create something and accidentally oh. created. Um, a good time LSD and then rode home on his bicycle um to like get home because he started tripping <laughs> so that's why like uh, the famous one is like having a bicycle on it or, the or Beatles. like a crazy cartoon or something like that yeah these these sheets uh with the they basically look like they're cut into stamp the stamp the shape also is not just a, a box most of the time it sort of looks like a stamp um uh, because it has like a design on the on the outside or like on the on the sides of it it's always so pretty um, but, and fun yeah they're pretty yeah not so that i've sheets, seen one in real like, life will before. have anything on them and look like cartoons and look really pretty and so uh police police people whatever you call them policemen <laughs> <laughs> oh, police people the police <laughs> the police <laughs> the police people um, would be like hey watch out for these little sheets of paper <laughs> um basically they they aren't bigger than your pinky like the the tip you're like they literally are like the tab is a the half one inch square. by half an inch it's a one tab one square that has a drop of liquid acid on it and they're all like they, they'll have anything that we said like from a bicycle to a cartoon to an eagle or anything so please people were like hey watch out for these because they could be you know enticing to children and they might want to touch them or you know put them in their mouth for some reason because mm. <laughs> they're children
0: me <laughs> someone gives me a um, clear drug tab i'm like i better put this in my mouth and touch it all over my face
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah they like so so basically people they just think it stemmed from that um today the myth is more about and chan has sort of alluded to this a bit the myth is more about weed and thc yeah um, and molly pills um, laced candies dumb um and we all have that fame famous meme where the person's like who the fuck yeah. is using their own weed spending their own money to... just to give their weed out to children yeah
0: like <laughs> no one fucking does that it's too expensive and we're all too yeah, sad too
1: expensive <laughs> nobody's doing that if like, i everyone's poor if
0: i have <laughs> molly or ecstasy on me i will not just pass that out i will hold on to it until i use it it is like it is just gold to me so like who the fuck is giving out their drugs to children no way jose drugs are too hard to find sometimes
1: so that child's 10 years old and they're gonna go home and have like 400 starbursts they're basically going to be on ecstasy so why would i like they're on my level
0: yeah i'm not getting the 400 starbursts they are
1: the only way that i could get onto a kid having 400 starbursts leveled sugar high is taking ecstasy exactly and that's called adulthood
0: everybody god damn it
1: exactly so why would i want to like give them more
0: yeah when i need it too
1: (laughs) um so the next one is called the spider wig have you ever heard of this i don't
0: think so i don't know
1: it's creep this one's creepy so this one is basically an urban myth about a girl oh no who she goes and she visits her grandma one october day just like this crisp autumn day the leaves are blowing the sun's really pretty oh. there's like you know the golden yellow trees Yes. And she goes she skips from her house to her grandma's house um you know, singing like, One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Oh. You know, some shit like that. Yes. So she gets to her, her grandmother's house. She starts talking. She's like, I don't know what I want to do for Halloween. I don't know what I want to be. And the grandma's like, Oh, I have these old uh, like costumes <gasps> upstairs in the attic. Oh, so no. just go up into the attic and get an old costume. No. So the girl goes up into her grandmother's attic. She finds the perfect black wig after oh. just hours of searching up there, looking through all the dust and grime. And finally she finds the... You know, that like, c- you know, cabinet or box with all the stuff in it. She finds a perfect black wig and a witch's hat oh, for no. her Halloween party later that week. So the night of the Halloween party, I- I'm assuming it's just like some, you know, teeny bopper tween, like middle school party or whatever. Oh,
0: hell yeah. Soldier boys playing in the background. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is my um, fantasy.
1: Chana's upstairs, like doing a Ouija board. Yeah. I'm stuck at home because when I was 11, my dad randomly told me that I couldn't hang out with girls anymore.
0: <laughs> You're like, okay, no problem. Can I have a sleepover with this boy then instead?
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so it's it's okay. I'm not I'm not messed up. You're fine.
0: <laughs> I'm fine, I'm fine, you're fine. The girls I like, traumatized <laughs> with the Ouija board are fine. <laughs> Brittany We're is like, bad. I'm not fine.
1: <laughs> um so the night of the party, the girl the girl like goes, she's having a good time. Everyone's commenting on her outfit, looks spooky. Yes, it's bitch. vintage.
0: Oh hot.
1: <laughs> yeah. I love me a um, vintage
0: costume.
1: Right? Vintage so fetch. So
0: fetch.
1: <laughs> um so but then like the girl seems to, like, scratch her scalp a lot. Oh, she seems no. to be, like, really itchy. And she's like, oh, why is this itchy? And, he, and then after, like, the night goes on, she's like, oh, my gosh, it's, like, I don't know. Like, maybe it's, like, the wig or the hat. So she takes the ha- hat off, but she's holding the wig. Um, and she keeps scratching her head. Oh. And then at one point in the party, all of a sudden, there's just these screams in, like, in the crowd. Oh all God. these people, like... With her mouth open, wide, wise, eyes wide, just start pointing at the girl and screaming at the girl as hundreds and hundreds <gasps> of spiders pop out of the wig and start crawling down uh, the girl's face. Oh, my God. So, oh. this is the myth of the spider wig. Is that about, like, these people, uh, like, just accounting this little myth of a girl finding a really cool halloween costume in her grandma's attic but it was laced with spider eggs
0: this is my worst nightmare i also have a story about this about myself be- with Ooh. my own version <gasps> of the spider wig
1: yes with straws it yeah. was
0: oh my god i didn't even think about that one i guess i have two <laughs> two <laughs> spider wig stories first spider wig story is what Corey just mentioned spider channel um, i got in and out with my cousin this is a few years ago and i got the pink lemonade because obviously it's fucking delicious um and i like oh god i like i text i think i called Corey like right after this happened because i was so shooketh i like reached for my lemonade and i started like (laughs) moving the let like the straw towards my lips but i looked and there is a ginormous (laughs) spider inside my straw trying to get its way out of my straw and i was like Horrified to say that. Just think you're just like reaching for your spa, your fucking drink, your pink lemonade, which you've been sipping on for so long at this point, and a big ass, giant, deadly I mean, Yuck. to me, it was deadly spider crawled out of your fucking straw. What that's the disturbing fuck? as fuck, yeah. So, obviously, that's,
1: that's the most disturbing so thing. So, thanks,
0: thank you, In and Out Pink Lemonade from like 2016, you stupid stupid lemonade um but yeah oh
1: my god i thought about in and out yesterday at work oh Uh, well we'll
0: get you in and out when you're here in two weeks
1: oh yeah Yeah. when i come i'm fucking getting in and out oh my god um
0: but from that story now i can pretty much no longer drink from straws because every time i look at a straw i imagine a giant spider its legs its legs (laughs) were like
1: oh my god
0: and then my second spider wig story is, uh, so I
1: haven't heard this next one. What's this next one? Oh, you
0: definitely have, I'm sure, because this is one of my favorite icebreakers to tell people because it's <laughs> so fucking horrific. So my grandma, like she sews, you know, like every other grandma, and so she made me like these baby blankets and these blankets throughout like my childhood. And so back when I was a teenager, this was this was when I was like sixteen um i found one of these blue blankets she made me from a few years before it was just like in the giant blanket cabinet because i'm i don't know we had a giant cabinet full of blankets anyways i found it and i was like yay my blue blanket i haven't seen this in like you know like six or seven years huzzah so i brought it to my bedroom and i laid it on my bed and i was like yippee my blue blanket but what I didn't know was there was this, like, tiny... The
1: spiders are just laughing their ass off Yeah, as you're so excited. This, the, <laughs> these
0: spiders are, like, fucking getting amped to traumatize the fuck out of me. <laughs> and at this point, like, I was already afraid of spiders in my life because they're creepy. But I was not, like, really, really afraid of them yet. Anyways, I took the blanket and I, like, shook it as you do to, like, straighten it out on a bed. To, like, lay it on yeah. the bed. Um, and then I like crawled into bed to oh. to go to sleep, um, and that's when I noticed that coming out of this seam were. Uh, hundreds of baby, I mean, hundreds uh, to me, but probably dozens of baby spiders.
1: Yeah, baby spiders. Crawling yeah.
0: out of the inside of the blanket. And I was like, oh my God. So I like threw the blanket <laughs> on the ground. It was like midnight. I was like screaming hysterically, oh rightfully God. so. And all like dozens of baby spiders were now just crawling out of the, bl- the blanket onto the floor, like down my body onto the floor, like and just dispersing in my room. And I was like,
1: you just douse like, yourself oh, in kerosene God. and just light a match. So
0: I like sprinted to my grandpa parents room and I was like grandpa there's like a fucking like 30,000 spiders in my room and he was like it's midnight like go back to bed we'll deal with it tomorrow and I was like I can't go back to bed I can't go into the room because I'm so scared and I was like in tears because I just saw like a real life spider wig horror scene inside my room and I like kept on feeling there's spiders all over me and I got yelled at because I woke them up at like one o'clock in the morning to deal with this and so I tried waking them up. I was like, no, like, can we please go deal with this now? And they're like, well, there's nothing we can do. Just go to bed. We'll deal with it tomorrow. And so oh my gosh. But I was too afraid. Did you
1: sleep with like oh. hundreds of spiders? No,
0: I had to go sleep. So my grandma used to collect antiques. She had like an antique shop. And inside our living room was this couch that was like 120 years old. <laughs> and so I like had to sleep on this like 120 year old,
1: super uncomfortable, terrible couch. Oh my that gosh. Night. We're at least like. Two people have died on Yeah,
0: that. and so I, I had to sleep on that stupid couch that night. And then the next day, like my grandpa and I had to, well, he had to go f- clean up all the spiders. Um, and supposedly he did, but I was so horrified and traumatized from it that I couldn't go into my bedroom for two weeks. So I slept on that 120-year-old couch for two <laughs> weeks after. And then finally I got yelled at, so I had to sleep in my bed again. Anyways, so that story is what started my like my real fear of spiders and that spider wig story is almost exactly what happened to me. So fuck spiders. Terrifying. And fuck baby blankets also. So next time you look at your baby blanket, go burn it on, just burn it and then throw it in the trash and tell grams you lost it. I've
1: I've like, I've watched where like, you know, the, the like dozens or scores of spider just like run from the, like when you (gasps) kill a mama spider and then just like, you know five seconds later there's like a hundred spiders crawling around yeah so just imagine (laughs) that's coming
0: out of your baby blanket all over your body in your bed
1: (laughs) so that would that would disturb me for like a week yeah
0: yeah yeah i'm still i mean it's been 10 years now (laughs) and i'm still talking about it so
1: that's my spider (laughs) wig story fuck spiders okay well let's get on to 10 (laughs) on that note 10 on that note 10 yeah wait we're on 10 yeah so ten, oh man, I should have made eight the spider wig. I'm so stupid.
0: Why it's why okay. eight?
1: Because spiders have eight legs. Oh
0: it's fine. It's god fine. damn it, Corey. It's
1: fine. <laughs> um. So this one is called the 1962 Idaho Halloween Massacre. <laughs>
0: Ooh, there's so many of these from the 60s. What was happening? in right? The 60s? Right. Yeah. Hippies. Um.
1: So this legend from the what?
0: Hippies. That could honestly be part well, yeah, of it. Well, that's
1: just like. You know, like, when serial killers, they sort of start in the late 60s and, the, like, the satanic panic. So, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: Manson was going strong.
1: Yeah. Cults. Um, a lot of
0: cults were happening. Yeah.
1: So, this one is about a massacre that happens in 1962 in Idaho, of course. And it is about a man in a homemade black Halloween mask that planned <gasps> to kill everyone at a Halloween party. Oh. So, there is a meme that goes around every year about this. This is a very recent one. Um if you just search 1962 Idaho Halloween massacre, you'll see the picture of this meme. It's literally somebody found an old picture of all these kids dressed up in old Halloween costumes that you know, like they're really creepy ones where it's like yeah. a sack over their head.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like those creepy Easter bunny um, pictures, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, that's a weird like
1: that. shit. Um and this one is like there's like probably about a dozen kids in the picture, but only one of them has a black mask on. Or the rest are white or gray or something like that. Um, and so it says like, "Hey, like it shows the picture, and then the caption is usually explaining this massacre." So it says that like the man or the boy in the homemade black Halloween mask planned to kill everyone at a Halloween party. It says that he locked all the doors from the outside so that oh. no one could leave, and then waited until midnight at the Halloween party and killed everybody. Um, he, however, only was able to stab seven people at the, Aww, at the only seven um, party. Yeah, I know, right? Bitch, uh, not Before 13. the cop showed up, but uh, he so he's only able to kill seven people before the cop showed up, and then somehow escaped and was never caught or seen again. Ooh. However, seven years later, the Ooh-hoo. FBI found a blast a black mask. That was in the same house that was abandoned, ah. um, just laying there. Just like somebody left it as oh. like a calling card or just like a, t- a tease or something like that. Yes.
0: Oh, I wish this was real. This is so fucking fun.
1: Yeah. Um. So, yeah, this basically, this started up like I would say in the past decade. Um, when somebody found this old photo and then started it probably like it was probably a creepy pasta. I was about to like, say this sure. is very
0: creepy pasta, scary noodle oh, yeah. of the. Like yeah,
1: I'm to- a scary noodle. It's a scary noodle. This is a scary noodle. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's the 1962 Idaho Halloween massacre. Ugh. Um, I wish so that was 11, real,
0: because that just sounds so fucking cool. Yeah, that would
1: be a cool like. <clears throat> that'd be a cool like real local legend of like, oh, this really did happen. Like this this person really... in the 60s. Yeah. Like killed everybody. This yeah. fun
0: little mass murder that happened. Fun. <laughs>
1: yeah. Fun. Um so this one is called Halloween Night Gang Initiations. So this I've also heard of this. started fairly Sorry?
0: I've heard of this one. Oh yeah.
1: Well yeah, this cuz yeah, this makes sense cuz this was in LA. Mm. So this what happened in 2008 and involved an email hoax that would warn people about the Blood Street the Bloods Street gang. That were holding initiation on halloween night that required them to kill 31 women oh. one day for every day in october oh
0: yeah i heard about this oh yeah
1: yeah um this even got so out of hand that the the emails would go up to them killing 140 women oh. on halloween night oh that's Isn't crazy that crazy yeah it's crazy i feel like um, i got an
0: email i think i got one of those emails
1: that i could see day. that i could see that getting through facebook
0: yeah, yeah, because th- yeah. that was like height. Like, Two thousand eight was chain. like the,
1: the first year that Facebook was like super big. Yeah, you know?
0: I'm pretty sure yeah. I got that email or like message. I definitely heard about it, but I like specifically remember like reading something. Like I'm pretty sure it was an email where I was like, "Oh Jesus Christ!" I was like, "I'm gonna get killed this Halloween."
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're like, "Oh!" Yeah, I
0: was like in fucking um, Newbury Park, California, the safest place on earth. I was like, "I'm fucked." <laughs> <laughs> You're, like, I'm fucked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're like, "I'm fucked. We're all gonna die." Yeah. Um, <laughs> So my 11 and or my 12 and 13 um, are actually going to be like putting you and me on the spot. So, no, I'm going to go first. (laughs) Do you know of any do you have like any local legend or myth that was tied to Halloween or not even it doesn't need to be like necessarily big or scary. Was there any just like, you know, sort of urban legend or, you know, tales that would happen on Halloween. So I'll start and then you can like think of it as I talk a little bit, too. Um, so I don't have oh, big God. ones okay. that would always happen, but we, we did have like, you know, we had a couple of the houses where it was like the, the parents would be like, Hey, don't go to that house. Those people are weird. We oh want you yeah. To go there. the classic. Um, <clears throat> they, they never, the, I knew there were like two or three houses, but the one that I really specifically can remember is it was always dark and that person never had anything on. So I assume they might mm-hmm. have been a sexual offender. But they like he never they sorry, they never decorated um, and their lights were always off on Halloween night just so like you wouldn't go by um, or like, you know, Mm. like usually, you know, like in the 90s, it was like, yeah, you would most likely decorate. But if you didn't decorate, you would at least have like a porch light on to say like, hey, you can come and knock on my door and I'll give you candy. But this one specifically never had like never had a light on ever. And we were told to just never like, Hey, don't go there. They don't, you know, don't go to that house. Like it's dangerous. Yeah,
0: I, I had a few of those houses. I can like picture the exact house in my mind too, from when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was like, like really there's really evil in too. the
1: house. Yeah. Um, the uh, other one was that actually in the next cul-de-sac over, there was a house that would always have the most rad satanic shit decorations like ever. Like, yes. just like, like, made up guillotines with like you know somebody being with their head chopped off fake blood all over the place oh my god it was literally literally it was just like three or four like you know setups of some form of human being tortured by a demon and they would literally have like scarecrows that had demon masks on that would be like torturing these uh these humans and so there were always like um you would always have to walk through that and then walk up to the door where the old guy would be dressed up in a demon mask <sighs> sitting next to the candy bowl. Oh and God. he would, like, you know, jump at you as you tried to get your candy. It was really fun. I would
0: die for him. <laughs> like, that sounds, yeah, he sounds like someone cool. that I want in our friend group immediately. And they, they,
1: they were so cool. They even had, like, and this is, like, the late 90s. They even had, like, a fog machine and red lights. The whole like, thing. Like, lighting it all up. It was so cool. It was so cool. Um, so there'd always be rumors that like, oh, one of those is a real dead body. Or, oh like, yeah. Oh, one of those, one of those arms or one of those legs is a real, like real leg. Like that guy really killed somebody. You know? There's always those rumors. Um, and yeah, that, that's pretty much it. We like nothing else is really big or interesting. Do you have any?
0: That's what I'm trying to think of. Well, like I grew up in a very unique situation cause my family is just riddled with anxiety and fears. So like I yeah. grew up thinking like you know halloween was really dangerous that i like this would be the year that i would get kidnapped towards like sort of Ooh. deal um, but that wasn't really like a hot like i don't know i think it was more just because there was kids out you're going up to strangers houses like my i already had some like weird kidnapping scares in my life that i've gone through like the target experience for example i talked about yeah, on this yeah, podcast target before Ch- every time
1: t- channa literally every time i go to target
0: <laughs> i know i just think I'm about like, getting kidnapped like, every fucking time God, I would just love to be the fly on the wall to see my mom react to someone trying to kidnap me. (laughs)
1: Um, But yeah, so I guess like
0: my a lot of my Halloweens were just like, like I wasn't afraid, but I just remember like my grandma, my mom would always be afraid. So like obviously like I always had to go with parents. Like even when I was really old enough to go with like friends. Yeah, like the adult always had to be there up until I was like 13 or 14 until I was like really when I was like, all oh, oh, wow. that age where you shouldn't trick or treat anymore. But like I still trick or treated because like I was a kid and it was super fun up until I was like pretty, was pretty old. Awesome. Like I yeah. um, which was surprising because I had like some good amount of freedom um, when I was really young, except on Halloween, because that's when my family was like, this is the day. This is the day that channel is going to die. Um, yeah. So that was it wasn't really a Halloween legend, though. It's just more fears for my family just because all of us are anxious messes. But there wasn't any, like, specific, like, legends in my area. There was, of course, like, the houses where you're like, ooh, their porch lights are off. It's because, you know, they are sexual offenders is usually the go-to, apparently, that all of us believed if someone's porch light was
1: off. I was like, oh, man, I can't believe they touch kids. All the parents are like, don't go to that house. Don't go there. And that person specifically, like, has their lights off. Like, I would just assume it's like, oh, yeah, they're a sexual offender, right?
0: Yeah. And then the other, like... Every Halloween, I remember my school, well, not like the teachers, but like the kids in my school would always talk about how it was Hitler's birthday. And I never actually Googled it to see if it was real, but everyone would always talk about how it was Hitler's birthday. And so like, that's why Halloween was a thing. It was because it was Hitler. Um, And then the only other like real crazy Halloween thing that happened to me is something I believe I talked about. I know I talked about in real life with Corey. I don't know if I talked about on the podcast, but my mom and I were trick or treating. This is when I was probably like 11 or 12. And there was this one house where the dude worked for, I think, like, Universal, like, some really big, um, like, production company for, like, film. So he had access to, like, props, really, like, high-end, crazy, batshit, wild stuff. So his front yard was, like, a movie scene. Like, it was wild. Um, And he was dressed up, like, in a really scary costume, but he was standing really still. So he looked like a, like, just a, a, like, animatronic, like a prop and so we like yeah. walked up to go get the candy, and like we couldn't tell if he was real or not because it was, but sp- like all of his props and like animatronics were really lifelike. But he just gave off this like really scary vibe. Like this was the only time in Halloween where I was like, "Am I not safe?" Like I started getting that like fight or flight response. <laughs> and so my mom and I like we got the candy, and it was just me, and my mom, and it was like a little too late to be trick or treating. It was the point where you should be like going back to your house, so you know, like nine p.m. It's at like nine thirty,
1: ten, ten thirty. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like, you should be, like, heading back to your house by now. Like, it's almost a little rude to trick-or-treat at this point.
1: Yeah, Um, yeah. So, it's like, yeah, it's like 10. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And this guy was just like staring so intensely at me and my mom. We were like, okay, is this real? We don't really know. So we like grabbed the candy and my mom and I just escalate each other because that's who we are. And so I was like, <laughs> my mom was like, Ugh. and so we started like yelling and like screaming and like started like, like walking really fast out of the front yard. And that's when we realized that the dude started following us. And he was like silent and so like my mom stopped and she was like ha ha like that was funny you really scared us but he kept on walking towards us like doing like the michael what myers the... walk and so my mom wait, was wait like, are you
1: like how like far, are you like a house or two away from him From so we're house? like
0: at his drive like down at his driveway at this point point. and my mom turns okay, around okay. tries to talk to him like ha ha that's so funny you really got us expecting him to stop at that point because we're now leaving his property um and then we keep on walking and we realize that like, he's still following us Like now at this point it's a couple houses down and my mom keeps on (gasps) pausing to turn around and try to talk to him and he's still like dead silent. Um, walking at like the Michael Myers speed, and so at this point, like we start running down the street and like screaming, and my mom and I just escalate each other to the point of just absolute insanity, where we're both like, oh! <laughs> like, like I can't even believe people didn't get out of their house to like see what the fuck was going on. And the guy Your was still following like wakes us.
1: Wakes up in a in a sweat. She's like,
0: I told you that Halloween was the time that Chan was going to get killed. I fucking told you. Uh, she's like, I've only said it for eleven years, and it's finally happening. Um, Anyways, this went on for like his entire block, like for like a dozen plus houses. And my mom and I ended up having to like run through multiple neighborhoods to like lose him. And like to this day, like we talk about it every Halloween because it like shook us to our core because I've never had an experience where someone didn't.
1: I could see like following a house or two, but like the second the people started running. I would. Yeah. I would stop.
0: Yeah. yeah, and like we were like screaming and running. Like I was like, "We're gonna die tonight." And my mom. I think this might have been the same year that the Target incident happened, because I think that's when my oh mom God. was with me, and I wasn't allowed to go trick or treating with anybody except my mom. I think that, like, yeah, I'm pretty sure this was the Target year. Um, I think I don't know. All these years are like the same to me at this the point.
1: Target year. Um, it's the same guy.
0: It's like uh, it was so <laughs> weird though, um, because we've seen that guy like since then. At least we think we've seen him. And uh, he's, like, a total, like, normal dude. He, like, does, like, really extravagant, like, Christmas decor. But I don't know. It was, like, really mind-blowingly scary when I was young. And, like, looking back, it was – it's still scary because it's still very weird because I would never expect someone to follow – like a mother and a daughter at 10 p.m. down an entire block of houses when they're running and screaming and he like never broke character and it freaked us out to the point where we're like was that even the neighbor (laughs) like or was it just some like weird dude like i don't know the sad
1: thing is like that is sort of fun in a halloween way i mean that i mean that is that's a little bit extra that's a little bit too much but like especially nowadays like that's not like you can't do that
0: yeah you just can't do that and yeah you
1: you can't like he could follow you to the driveway and maybe like a house but like that's it
0: but yeah he followed us for like an entire block like we had to like uh... lose him for him to stop following us it was scary so yeah, those are like my scary Halloween things. Just my family telling me I was going to die every year. <laughs> and then <laughs> like you're going to die. It's Hitler's birthday, the classic sex offender house. And some dude followed us for two blocks. <laughs> so happy Halloween.
1: Happy Halloween. Don't give yeah. kids
0: Molly. Not that you would because it's too expensive and hard to find.
1: Keep it for yourself. And <laughs> keep it fun. for
0: yourself. Happy Halloween.
1: Um, so, yeah. So that those are my Halloween myths um thanks for helping with that that's fun
0: thanks that was Um, fun go down memory lane of just fear
1: (laughs) of fear yeah a fun fear mostly fun somewhat not um but yeah let's uh anyways how's your sex life let's talk about the haunting um, the haunting
0: um
1: (laughs) (laughs) so where do we want to start i
0: know there's just so many spots for us to start damn i wish last week's recording um was okay because we really had a good conversation about the haunting and I'm just trying to remember Yeah,
1: I, I remember it being like a good fifteen minutes or something. Um well so the one thing I remember starting out with is how much this felt like the beginning of psycho.
0: Yes, it really did. Like it, it like shook its it
1: it it's three years later she is literally talking to herself in a car. There was a voiceover of her mind talking to herself. It's just like this intense music while she's driving in a car. Yeah. Like I was like, oh my gosh, this is just the beginning to Psycho.
0: And the way that they, <laughs> like the angle that they first show you Hill House is like the exact angle that you see like Norman Bates's house. Of Norman
1: Bates' house? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like
0: the exact same. I was like, oh my God, this is like this is like the haunted version of Psycho. Like it, it blew my mind. I mean, I loved the haunting. I loved every single- It also kind of reminded me of like, clue in some points so I was like ooh this is like fun and there's some like funny elements to it i don't know like i i loved the movie like i think this is going to become one of my go-to's every year for Halloween because this is my first time ever oh, watching yeah. through the whole movie.
1: It's and it was so just... awesome to put at the back of, yeah. uh, in the background. Oh it's like God. the
0: perfect yeah. Halloween movie just to have on because I loved it. And like every single yeah. scene was super fun. Um, one of the things that I thought was really interesting, and I remember we talked about this last time and we almost forgot not to, we almost forgot to talk about this. So um. I really want to make sure we do is how the, the men in the movie were not important like they were annoying to be in the movie because it was just a total 100% like woman-led it should have been just like a 100% female movie especially with um the actresses who played uh Theo and what's the other girl's name uh Eleanor yeah, Nell, like Theo and Nell, like or every Nell, single yeah. scene with them, I was like, "This is like I, this is all I've ever wanted in the whole world. It's just yeah. watch a whole no. movie with those two characters." And every time the man would come up on screen, it was like almost annoying. I was like, "Leave, we don't give a shit about you. You, you bring nothing Seriously, to this." And you
1: can even tell that, like, to a point, the move, like, the movie doesn't even really realize this, where they try to have the older guy be like, oh, yeah, like I'm going to have, you know, like I'm I'm leading this whole show and I'm, yeah. like, you know, I'm the reason why we're all here doing this. And it's like, no, bitch, we're here because Eleanor needs to be here. Yeah,
0: like. <laughs> because this is Nell's place. This is Nell and like Theo needs to be here. It's a fucking journey for the, for these girls. Get the for, fuck out,
1: girl. Yeah, and y'all are just like in the way. <laughs>
0: and the one thing that I thought was really interesting with that is how they, they tried to force – like a love connection between Nell and that main dude, whatever his name was, like Ben or something. Yeah, yeah, the
1: doctor guy or whatever, the psychiatrist. But, like,
0: you so don't give a shit because, like, one, it doesn't make sense, their love interest, but, like, two, Theo and Nell (laughs) were, like, two seconds away from fucking the entire movie. Oh, my gosh. Like, the entire movie, I thought they were just going to, like, start licking puss. I was like, this is going to become a crazy porno.
1: Like, literally everything Theo says is, like, a double entendre. Like, it just literally has a complete double meaning, yeah. like, the entire time. I was like,
0: I guess Theo's pussy's wet, because this is fucking wild. <laughs> I like, loved I'm, it, though. Like,
1: I, I almost would go as far to say as, like, 90% of her lines are, like, there's a double meaning to them.
0: Yeah, like, they purposely <laughs> wrote them. So you could be like, oh, okay, Theo, we see you. You're like,
1: damn, Theo, I was like, chill out.
0: Yeah, we fucking get it. <laughs> One of my favorite things about The Haunting, which I love, because like I said, this is my first time watching through it, and I loved The Haunting of Hill House. That's probably like oh top God. five Halloween things for me. Of like, and probably oh, yeah. it's probably the best like Netflix thing that's come out in like my opinion. Um, oh,
1: so no, yeah, I would say it's the best Netflix thing, period.
0: But I didn't know how much they actually got for the haunting of uh, the haunting of hill. Sorry, words. The haunting of Hill House from The Haunting. Obviously, like yeah. it's all based in Hill House and stuff, but already watching through the haunting of Hill House and now watching through the haunting, I'm like, oh my God, there's so many little things that they got from it. Like they're, like down to there's this scene in the haunting where Nell is dancing around in the statue room in this white gown and then the haunting of hill house you see that exact shot that exact scene that exact mood everything and i was like oh my god like i was having so many of these nerd moments where i was like this is from the tv show or i guess the tv show got this from the movie and it was so fucking fun to have all those connecting points for me where now i'm so excited to re-watch the haunting the haunting of hill house just to connect even more points with the movie it was genius and i fucking loved it and i'm here for it it was so fun.
1: Yeah, it was so good. I mean, the same goes back to the book. A lot of it's from the book too. So they, they did like they all the adaptations are really good at being like close to the source text. It's, yeah, it, it's really good. Ugh, um, I just yeah, every I would second. just it's so good. I I had forgotten too. Just like the music is so over the top, but in a good way. It's like very jarring, and that whole opening sequence when they get to the house oh, before yeah. the girls meet the guys and like. Nell just about goes mad instantly. She's like, ah, it's like the walls are coming in on me or whatever and they get lost. I was like, sort of, I was just sitting in my room, like, cutting out bats. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's Halloween. Because it's Halloween, duh. (laughs) And I just, like, sort of paused and, like, looked around and I was like, wait, what the fuck? Like, I'm a little spooked right now. Like, she just... Literally went mad in like five seconds of walking into this house. And
0: yeah, it was really interesting to see how quickly Nell unraveled compared to any of the, any of the other characters, especially Theo, because Theo had her moments where you were kept on being like, is Theo also going to unravel just like Nell? And she doesn't. Um, But it it was definitely interesting to see how the house was playing more with the women than it was the men. Because again, it should have yeah. they should have just got rid of the men. Did not. Make any effect on the movie. Like, they were just there. And then we're just like, hmm, this is weird. Yeah, they were there (laughs) because it was a movie made in the 60s, so like men had to be the star. Um, But it was just so interesting to see how the house reacted towards women and how the women reacted towards the house and with each other. And another thing I really loved about the costuming for the movie is how they made Nell really like. 1950s proper yeah. woman outfits. You know, the skirts, like, the blouses, the pearls, the whole thing. Like, even down to the hair. she's been with her mom. Yeah. yeah. And, like, the Betty Draper hair. Then you have Theo, who's wearing pants. And you're like, oh, like, my yes. God. Like, that is so... Because just Theo is such, like, a forward woman. And she's such, like, a strong character. I just loved it. Like, A-plus for the costuming, because that was f- fucking phenomenal. I mean, I loved every aspect of it. There's not, like, one part of the movie that I did not like. I just... Yeah, that that's
1: shit so good. I like I like too how like they don't really do this anymore because I don't know if they can really do it well, but where like they go to the nursery room and then the doctors like, oh, no, 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 let's not like, you know, let's not pop the cork off the bottle just yet. Oh, yeah. They're just like ooh, let's like let's just like keep this like let's just keep this all bottled in and like for later for the climax and so you know it's coming. You're like ooh, th- I was just like like it was just, like a really good thing to just say, yeah, just like oh no, let's just like simmer in this like you know slightly horror like slightly haunted stuff and like because the real haunted stuff will come later. Yeah, like, buckle up you know, everybody. I mean, it was really interesting. Yeah.
0: I also thought um okay. what I thought was really fascinating were the. Uh, some of, like, the effects that they did. So there's this one scene where the four characters are inside of, like, the parlor. And this is, like, right – pretty much, like, the movie starting to climax. They're starting to peak. They're peaking. And this yeah. – the wooden door is, like, expanding. Yeah. It's almost like a the bubble. Bolt. It's, like, something, yeah. like, breathing behind it. And, like, the wooden door is, like, moving and i didn't expect it because it's from the 60s because it was very like modern day animation almost and i i really couldn't believe that it was so well done because they really did make it look like i don't know how they did yeah. it like a plus for the prop designer and like the set team but um it was really cool to uh, that was like a fun surprise just as like a modern viewer to to see that where i'm like oh they actually executed a really well done effect because it doesn't look cheesy like i actually believed it i was like oh this is scary. Like, they were somehow able to achieve a door breathing like that in the fucking 60s. It was crazy. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, that,
1: that image always stays in my mind. That's, like, a really cool, like, sequence when that happens. You're like, oh, my God. It, it's really cool to watch it breathe and bubble, like, burst and expand like that. It's yeah,
0: really cool. overall, 10 out of 10. I adored, I adored the character. I uh, loved the women. I love the lesbian vibes. I hate the men, but that's standard for me. And I'm gonna watch it every single Halloween now because it was perfect. It was fucking perfect. Yeah, it's a
1: good one. Yeah. So other than that, I do have some stuff to bring up in sex life stuff. Um, I saw Possessor in theaters. It's awesome. Fun. Go see it. It's a new uh, uh David Cronenberg's son. It's his second, like, oh, sorry, if you can hear in the background, that's my my brother arguing with my dad.
0: Oh, cute. (laughs) Cute. Oh, to be young. Um, I mean, we still argue with our parents. If I had a dad, I imagine (laughs) I'd argue with him.
1: Oh. um, Yeah, right. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Um but yeah, so uh, Salt Possessor, really good salt in theaters. It's really awesome. It's really cool. It's like psychosexual. It's really it's really fucking cool. Ooh. Um, after that, I also, like, I watched, like, a ton of movies this week. They're all super great. Ooh. Um, let me, like, pull them up really quickly to remind me to see if I want to say anything else about those before I go on, on a little bit.
0: Have you seen else. Blair Bly Manor yet?
1: No, I haven't seen that yet. I still um, haven't either. I'm waiting to finish the book. I need to finish. It's like a hundred-page book. I should oh. finish it, but I just haven't been reading lately. So yeah, it's fine. Um, so yeah, I saw some like good stuff. Nothing that I super want to talk about, except for Possessor. And then um, I'm finally actually watching the Halloween sequels, which oh, fun. I've never. Um, I've watched two before but I've never watched and three so
0: (laughs) (laughs) you like go down the list of every single sequel that like ever existed you're like but I haven't seen this one which is what I'm talking about
1: (laughs) no there are 11 there are yeah there's a lot Jesus that's crazy (laughs) and I mean so I guess I've seen out of the 11 I've now seen six of the 11 nice and before this past week i had seen five of the eleven. So. okay
0: so shut the fuck up Corey. <laughs> you're like so, i've never seen these two, before
1: and i haven't seen two for a long ass time um so,
0: which one's your favorite so far
1: uh the first one's my favorite well i
0: mean dub. other than the first one i mean we're not uh, good because that's the that's, two halloween two
1: is the second best some people even like halloween two more than one because they're stupid Mm. Um, and then the newest one, the Halloween 2018 is probably third best for me. Nice. Yeah. Halloween four is pretty good. And actually the last like 20 minutes of Halloween four is like, awesome it's really cool it's, it's really cool and it has a twist that like caught me off guard and i was like wait what
0: oh that's fun yeah i,
1: I had because i had never like really when everybody you know when i'd watch documentaries or stuff when they would get to talk about the sequels i would just start fast forwarding so i did not want it to be you know it to be like ruined or anything yeah spoilers um so on top of that, really quickly, I just want to mention one thing. Um, there is a podcast or so there the ringer is a big online like sports, movies, everything like just like you know company. They can go on and get your news. Um, they do a lot of podcasts and um, they have a couple movie podcasts but somebody affiliated with those movie podcasts did a mini podcast.
0: Oh <laughs> cute.
1: That is called um, Halloween Unmasked. And they good did a really name. good dive into the making of the original Halloween and like did an eight part episode that spans over all the Halloweens, talks about John Carpenter, him growing up as a little boy, uh, talks about. Jamie Lee Curtis and being a final girl and stuff like that, and it's really cool. Just if you want to listen to a podcast, that's really cool. It's like eight parts, no, like they're thirty minutes to fifty minutes long. Um, it's called Halloween Unmasked. It's really good. It's really good. Listen to it during work this week. It was really good. But yeah, that's basically what I've been doing: working, watching horror movies, stuff like that.
0: Well, that's fun. That sounds like a good week. Lots of horror movies and whatnot. Um, I moved. (laughs) That was, like, my thing. Um, So, yeah, I moved on Saturday, so a few days ago, and I've been unpacking ever since. Um, Other than that, like, I haven't had time to do anything Halloween-y, really, because I've just been so focused on moving. Um, But I did watch Halloween Wars, which I've already talked about, and, like, that type of cute shit. Um the other thing that I started watching through this is not Halloween related like whatsoever, but I'm just really pumped that I finally got around to it. Is I've been watching Shits Creek and it's so good uh, and it's yay, so cute.
1: What season are you in?
0: I'm um in season five, so I'm almost done with the whole series because I have. Oh,
1: I haven't watched the new season yet. I'm saving it. Just so for fun. Well,
0: because season six is the final season, and so I'm the season before oh, that. Okay. So yeah, so I'm season five. I'm about halfway through right now, and it's so fucking good cuz i knew i was going to love it like my my grandparents are actually the ones who told me to watch it which is funny because it's, it's so
1: good it's so
0: not a show that you'd think some mormon grandparents would like but they it's like their favorite True. tv show ever um but anyway so i and jordan's already like everyone i know has pretty much already watched the whole thing yeah um, and i finally got around to it and it's so good like every episode makes me cry and laugh <laughs> like it's amazing yeah. it's such a good feel good and so that's been, like, my little um, relief throughout the whole week is whenever I feel stressed, I've just been watching Shits Creek, and it's so fucking fun. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I'm now starting to make Halloween plans, and Tyler and I have a really oh. fun surprise for the whole group, which we'll talk about <laughs> yes, in a few weeks. Which I won't
1: say because I heard Jordan sneeze in the background.
0: Yeah, so we can't talk about it whatsoever. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so we're starting to plan Halloween, which is super fun, and then I'm trying to start watching Like the classic Halloween horror movies and whatnot, I just need to have the time to to watch movies right now. But I'm excited because it's my favorite season. I I bought like a bunch of slutty Halloween costumes for my OnlyFans. I'm gonna do 13 days of Halloween, so every day I'm gonna post like a new picture of a slutty costume. Um, And now I'm just starting to buy pieces for my actual Halloween costume. So I'm gonna be a sexy plague doctor. So.
1: yes that's what i'm gonna i'm gonna figure that out this week to figure that out i might actually go along with your outfit if that's okay
0: um duh i would be honored to do a couple's costume with you that's so fucking cute no s'mores oh my god sorry s'mores is about
1: to jump Um, on the computer and exit out of this whole recording in other news i did get a candle and it's called midnight forest oh
0: (laughs) very exciting week for you Corey.
1: right (laughs) um <laughs> so how's <laughs> your sex life you so i, I bought was like a oh candle. i had a bomb ass week i watched horror movies and i bought, bought a candle, candle. <laughs> everyone's like 2020 living it up
0: <laughs> wah, wah, wah.
1: um so it's called midnight forest nice and it smells like <laughs> a it midnight smells forest like uh, <laughs> <laughs> like it smells like sweaty balls. You know, you're like
0: you know that like smell of like a forest in the middle of the night.
1: <laughs> That's so what, what it smells like. Is basically
0: cum stains.
1: Cum stains. <laughs> no, it smells like a um smoky. It smells like smoky wood in a very good way. In a very like smoky campfire wood. Oh, fun! In a very light way, but. <laughs> That's sort of like in the background. On top of that, it's like a lightly sweet black licorice with some like um, maybe nutmeg in it. I
0: feel like we're talking about wine right now. <laughs> like we're 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 going through this candle more than we ever have about alcohol in our entire life. You're now a candle connoisseur. You're like, I'm getting notes of uh, bergamot in the background.
1: Yeah, it's it's really good. I really like it. Ooh, it's not you should like... bring it.
0: I want to smell it.
1: Yeah, it's not too sweet. It's like a teeny bit sweet. And I I sort of like that. Because, you know, I like, you know, your autumn Halloween stuff to not smell just like, you know, yeah, I don't know, cherry blossoms or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's that's my week.
0: (laughs) Very exciting. Let's see. Do I have any new candles in my house? Oh, I actually no. did get a new candle in my house. <laughs> yes, what would you get? It's called, it's, it's by Magnolia Farms, you know, like Chip and Joanna, how they have like their uh, target line. Uh, oh yeah, fuck sh- yeah. She has some fall scented candles. So I got some a candle for the bathroom. I don't remember what it's called, but it smells really good. <laughs> so, nice. and I, uh, it's very earthy with some, It's it's sweet and earthy with some notes of autumn (laughs) so those that's our week candles candles i smelled that
1: i smelled that candle a couple weeks ago when i went to um target
0: Target. yeah yeah Yeah, i have one that's called bookshop one that's called harvest and then another one that i just don't remember the name off the top of my head but they all smell delicious i love me a good candle (laughs) oh my god it's so so fun to buy it
1: and come home and just like
0: like mm. that shit? Mm. <laughs> People are like, Jesus Christ, they need to live near each other right now. <laughs> like, this is the highlight. We're like, we bought candles this week. We're fine.
1: <laughs> you know what? We're laughing harder because you're sitting in your car listening to, s- listening to us talk about candles. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true. This is like a solid six-minute conversation about candles at this point. You're still here. So who's the real loser right now, fuck base? You. you bitch. <laughs> you fucking bitch. And on that note...
1: Anyways. House. Your sex.
0: Life. Bye guys. And go buy a fucking candle.
1: Go buy a fucking autumn candle. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it.
0: Bye.